Hey there. I hope you're having a really great day, because you're listening to Ben There, Sean That. The podcast in which we uh, vaguely recall movies that we've recently seen and didn't really care about, but now we have to share the plot. Exactly. Don't get into a fight with a grizzly bear. He'll rip out your guts and have sex with your corpse. Ben There, Sean That. Now you're listening to our podcast. And we're going to review some trailers for movies we're not going to see. Ever. Oh, is that we can't see these movies ever? I we're didn't know that was part of the show, that we can never see. A, that's more of an implication. Kind of a cruel... We're implying that we might not be interested in watching the movies. Okay. Like, the movie we watched, we can't unwatch it. Yeah. That's, that's clear. That's cut and dried. But the trailer, we're going to pass judgment on it. And if we see the movie... You know, that's that's just kind of like a, uh, 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 all right. So let's watch some trailers or no, we, no, oh. Sean, you, uh, you, what movie do you got for us this week? Well, I don't know if it's too soon, but I actually saw Solo. Oh, nice. You saw it in the theaters? No, I, well, I watched it on my phone. Oh, it's on phones now? Well, it came out in 1996. Solo? Yeah, Solo starring Wario Van Peebles as a soldier. Oh, I thought there was a Han Solo movie. Oh, no, that was the joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if uh, Universal Soldier, if you even know that movie. Oh, yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. It's like if Wario Van Peebles was in that movie. But then they also crossed it with uh, the Three Amigos. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I like to call them Mario Van Peebles. Oh, I like to call them Waluigi Van Peebles. <laughs> I like to call them Waluigi Van <laughs> the People's Poet. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it starts out and he's standing in this room and all these general dudes are looking at him. They're like, He's pretty badass. Let's oh, send yeah. this guy out. Mario Van Peebles is just, did he used to be a soldier? And then like, they like fix them. They don't address that. You okay. have no idea what he is. Just that he's a super weapon. Yeah, yeah. So they send him out in the field. Basically, it's El Guapo. El Guapo. El Guapo is building an airport. Who's El Guapo? El Guapo's from uh, the Three Amigos. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. Okay, okay. So El Guapo is building an <laughs> airport, and he's using the people of Santa Poco to build it for him. Uh -oh. He's saying, "People of Santa Poco, you build me this airport." Mm. And it's right next to a cliff, which is, seems like a bad place to build an airport, but yeah, it's yeah. a good place for uh, Mario to climb on the cliff and put uh, uh, to detonate things. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's this cliff where people are going to land a plane eventually one day. Yeah. El Guapo's yelling at the people. And there's also some other people in the trees that are with um, Mario Van Peebles. So they're like, do you got the detonators yet? And he's like, not yet. And he's he's putting the detonators in. And yeah. then he peeks over. He does a little peek <laughs> to see what's going on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He's it's not like... just going to set off these things. Because actually El Guapo comes and has a cigar right next to Mario Van Peebles. Oh, and then, shit. And you're like, yeah, he's caught. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. he's not caught. So you're okay. You can take a little breather, there. But then he, he takes a little peek at El Guapo and he yeah. sees he sees that El Guapo is actually being mean to people. You see this little menu come down like in a Tony Hawk game. <laughs> and it says uh, prime directive. And like one of them is like not hurt people that are civilians. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Mario Van Peebles is like, um, no. 
So he starts disarming things, and the army guys are like, what are you doing, Mario? And he's like, doesn't say anything back. And so they they set it off. They think that Mario Van Peebles is dead, but they're flying away, and they're like, where's our $2 billion machine man? Damn. And they're like, he's dead. But then they look down, and he's hanging onto the helicopter. So yay. <laughs> so they're back at the place, and... Um, Mario Van Peebles got injured. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Adrian Brody comes out, and he's like, I'm a scientist guy. I made you. We're like friends, but you're like a robot, but I'm nice, so oh. you think I'm cool. Yeah. You're also a robot. He's like fixing them, and he's like, oh, you're you're on reserve power now because your main power's been taken offline, but we'll fix that later on. Okay. Mario Van Peebles has to shut down every once in a while. Yeah, he's got batteries. Yeah. But then he wakes up, and he hears that... Um, the people are talking about him. Oh. They say that they're going to shut him down. And then uh, Mario no. Van Peebles goes back into his menu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you see it. And it says one of the main directives is to preserve self. Okay. And this is like... That's pretty high up. You know, because he's a billion dollar thing. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I got to preserve myself. So he goes and gets in a helicopter and these people are like, where are you going, Solo? Yeah. yeah. So like instead of the laws of robotics, it's like the laws of... Peabotics? It's the laws of Tony Hawk Underground where you can select your mission. Yeah. Directives. <laughs> so he do, he selects the directive that says preserve self. Yeah. Earlier there was that other directive that he selected that said preserve others. That's and good. I don't know if he like moved them around or what. So he gets in the helicopter and he flies away and they're like, oh, we gotta get our Mario Van Peebles back. And Adrian Brody's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, you, you think they would have a way so people can't just get in a helicopter and take it. And they'd have like another way to make sure that like their robot can't just walk away. Yeah. And then it's like another way that when you're chasing your robot in the helicopter fight that like you can turn off his helicopter or the robot or I don't know. Well, you think they would have turned off the protect civilians option before they sent him into an area with civilians? Yeah. There's all sorts of menus that they could have worked on. Yeah. But they didn't. So, so got... Mario Van Peebles is, there's like a helicopter. I fell asleep a lot. <laughs> so somehow he ends up at Santa Poco. Okay. These people are being mean to the civilians. Oh, not again. Yeah, so he uh, he's like, oh, this can't stand. And the people of Santa Poco, they help him out. Nice. There's also this Aztec ruins that are somewhere around there. Yeah. And he wakes up and there's these people, uh, El Guapo's being mean to them. Mm. And he's like, hey... I'm going to help you guys out. I'm going to help you guys with this El Guapo fellow because he's not cool. So they work on this like Ewok village where they like they have the log that comes down yeah. and hits El Guapo. He gets like <laughs> this big basket and has this kid dig a hole. And then he puts a <laughs> bunch of spears in the basket and then he empties a grenade. Into it. <laughs> he helps the people of Santa Poco. And while he's doing this, there's yeah. this kid that's been helping him this whole time. The kid is a short round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short rounds helping out, and one of the logs, the thing breaks, and the log goes swaying, and short round sees that it's going to hit another kid. Oh. Yeah. And he's got a prime directive that says, yeah. save kids from logs. Yeah, save, so he, he knocks this kid down, and it comes whirling back at him, and Mario Van Peebles grabs it, and he's like, hey, why'd you do that? And the kid's like, oh, he's my brother. Aww. <laughs> he's licking his little menu. <laughs> he's like, help out people too. Yeah. But also preserve self. It's oh, like this man. weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's complicated. Yeah. So there's this guy that's like with the army that really hates that Mario Van Peebles got away. No, wait, El Guapo comes first. 
Okay. El Guapo comes first and, you know, everything blows up, everything goes fine, and, you know, they have an Ewok celebration afterwards. Yeah, yub nub. Yeah, they have a yub nub moment. <laughs> but there's a priest. Oh. And uh, he, like, takes Mario Van Peebles aside and he's like, they're coming back, right? And Mario yeah. Van Peebles is like, yes. So everyone's having the yub nub moment and they don't realize that, you know, Drip, drip, drip. There's blood dripping on. They're like, oh, three of our people died. So they're sad. So they have a funeral and then Mario Van Peebles is like, hey, I got to go. I'm going to hurt you people. So he goes to the ruins to hang out. I fell asleep again. (laughs) But something happens where the government comes in and it's this guy that like really hates Mario Van Peebles. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, I'm a soldier. And a bunch of his friends come in, too. Even though there's, like, this big army base, he, like, calls in his friends and, the, like, a guy shows up in a cowboy hat. Oh. Another guy shows up in, like, a Hawaiian shirt. And then, like, like a, like a nerdy guy shows up. And that's his team. These are Mario Van Peebles's? No, this is uh, the army guy's team. Okay. This so like is, uh... The village people... Yeah, the village people show Okay. Up. Not to be confused with the village of Santa Poco people. Oh, man. It's like village versus village. It is. It's kind of like it takes a village to take down <laughs> the Van Peebles. So this village is like get the whole village held hostage. But then they're also El Guapo still around. So they're working with El Guapo. Yeah. And El Guapo is like proxy for the U.S. government now, even though they were trying to kill him before. Oh, they get all the people in a, in a room together. Yeah. And El Guapo's like, I'm going to start killing people. Unless oh. Mario Van Beeble shows up. Oh. And this is the baptismal moment. Where yeah, yeah. This guy goes to get a drink of water from like this big, huge well. <laughs> and then Mario Van Beeble pulls him in. Oh, man. And he, he comes up. There's also, like, this thing where he, like, has flashbacks to when he's being made by Adrian Brody. Yeah. And there's the part where he's, like, just, like, a skeleton robot. So, like, it turns out he's just a robot. Oh. Adrian Brody's working on him, and he's, like, they're going through faces of, like, what he can look like. Yeah. Michael Jordan's on the television playing basketball in, like, oh, a yeah. commercial. And Mario Van Peebles goes, like Mike. And, uh... <sighs> so we- Adrian Brody scrolls through and finds a, a Mario Van Peebles skin. Right. And that's close enough to Michael Jordan for a racist robot that doesn't know. <laughs> just because you're bald and black doesn't mean you look like... So this robot's racist. Okay, so it's the Terminator and it's racist. Yeah. Yeah, I can just put on this skin and be like Michael Jordan. And you can't do that. No. Anyway, Mario <laughs> Van Peebles it comes up from the water yeah. and pulls a guy in and drowns him, it's just assumed, or the guy just goes swimming down the water. Well, he probably baptizes the guy, and then oh. the guy accepts Christ as his savior, Oh yeah, yeah. and then he's like, oh, I don't want to, like, fight anymore. Yeah, he just walks off into the jungle. Yeah. And then uh, there's, like, another guy comes up behind him and cracks his neck. And then there's this beautiful moment where this guy's kind of looking around and Mario Van Peebles comes upside down from a tree and grabs him. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah. By this time, I'm awake. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so Mario Van Peebles is, like, he gets El Guapo somehow, but he knows that the U.S. government's going to come rushing in because they want him. And now he's in this room with all these people, and they're like, we're going to blow you up, Mario Van Peebles. Oh, man. But there's this thing where Santa Poco is built over the ruins of the Mayan Aztec place. Oh, okay. So all the people go in a hole. 
that Mario Van Peebles, he moves a stone and they all go in the hole and they go to the Aztec temple. They blow up the tent and none of the people are in it. And Mario Van Peebles comes running out. Somehow Adrian Brody was there because yeah. they like sent a man to be bait. Because okay. they're like, he's friends with this guy. So he starts carrying Adrian Brody around and um, takes him to the ruins. And uh, I think Adrian Brody dies. And the last word he <laughs> says is, Solo! <laughs> Then the main general guy, not yeah. the main main general, there's all sorts of main general guys, but he's been running around and Mario Van Peebles kills people. Maybe it's the corporal? Yeah, the corporal comes okay. out. They get in a fight and, you know, Mario Van Peebles kills him. Oh. But then it turns out that there's another robot. Oh. And this robot looks just like the corporal guy. Oh, man. So he was watching TV. Yeah, he was watching TV. He was watching... um. Who's the boss? Yeah. <laughs> so this is Solo Part 2. He comes out and it's the corporal and he has an arm that's a gun, kind of like is Ratchet and Clank. Does he have a gun arm? In Ratchet and Clank, you have to hold all of the guns in your hands. Oh, okay. Uh, Mega Man has a gun yeah, arm. Yeah, he's, he's Mega Man, but it's like a big, huge gun. Damn. One of his arms. And then they start fighting. They're fighting in the ruins, and you're like, oh, crap. This is some history that's, like, getting destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like where this is going. Yeah. So, anyway, they're fighting, and turns out it's not really a gun hand anyway, because he drops it after, like, a couple of minutes. And they're fighting in the ruins, and they're throwing each other against walls and stuff. Ugh. The bad guy has uh, Mario Peebles on the ground. Yeah. And he's about to kill him, and then Short Round comes in with a gun. <sighs> and shoots... Oh, there's a part where... Um, Short rounds playing in the Aztec ruins, and they, they play that basketball game that the Aztecs played. Yeah. And there's a part where he gets hurt. It turns out he's bluffing. Oh, nice. And um, Mario Van Peebles is like, he lied. And the priest is like, he wasn't lying. He was bluffing. And he's like, what is a bluff? And the guy's like, it's like a lie. <laughs> but not a lie. And then later on, when yeah, the yeah. robots are fighting, Mario Van Peebles has a special power of the bluff that the other one doesn't have. Oh, yeah, he learned like, it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm dead now. And the guy's like, oh, I can go after Short Round now. That's yeah. what happened. And he goes after Short Round, and then they fight again. And the guy was like, you were dead. And he's like, I was bluffing. <laughs> So he goes after Short Round okay. and Mario Van Peebles and somehow Short Round gets out of there and they're fighting and fighting. As they're fighting, something happens where like the whole place is going to blow up and it's set off by uh, Mario Van Peebles and the corporal's like, what are you doing? That's not our prime directive in oh, our little drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're supposed to preserve yourself. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, because they have different programming. He's got Tony uh, Hawk 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got Tony Hawk 1. I forgot another thing, but I can't remember. Oh, there's a part where Adrian Brony goes to the jungle. Yeah. And he, he sees the real corporal before he dies. They're oh. both. This is before they both die. Yeah. And the corporal goes... Welcome to the jungle, said the spider to the fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, when the corporal dies, uh, it goes back on this navy ship where yeah. the, the main guys are. And they're like the big journal guy goes, welcome to the jungle, said the spider. And you know the rest of it. Yeah. He doesn't have to finish it. Oh, man. So anyway. It must have been like an inside joke. <laughs> It's kind of like they're a Dunsey. Yeah. Uh, they're like, uh, 
So then Mario Van Peebles, they're fighting, and then uh, Ruins of Santa Poco falls apart, and they oh, both die. man. And the people are all sad. Earlier in the movie, too, I forgot to tell you this, there's a part where he's helping Santa Poco out. Nice. And these people start laughing, and he's like, what is laughter? And like, laughter is when you think a joke is funny. He's like, <laughs> what is joke? And he doesn't understand it. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. he goes off to by himself, and he tries laughing, and it's like really creepy sounding. Yeah. And he goes, ah, ah. And it's weird. Well, now that he's dead and all the people are sad, but then off in distance you hear robot laughter. And it sounds like a bad guy because it's robot laughter. But yeah, you're yeah. supposed to get a heartwarming feeling like, hey, he's all right. He's, yeah. He's still autistic, but... Uh... <laughs> he thought it was funny that he destroyed the ruins. <laughs> yeah. And then there was something else that was funny that I forgot. Well, he goes, he goes, I finally get the joke about the spider and the jungle. <laughs> yeah. And then Santa Poco is all destroyed and everything, but the people are happy. Hey, and, well, uh, how was that movie? That sounds like a very heartwarming movie about learning what it means to be human. Yeah, it is. You know, you want to be like Mike. Exactly. You know, I also saw a movie where the characters learned about what it means to be human. Well, that kind of goes together like we planned it, but we didn't. <laughs> no. Just fortuitous like that. Yeah, what is this movie? Well, the movie I saw, it was called The Bride. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's from the 80s. Is it a scary movie? This sounds like one of those scary movies that come out now, like The it's, Bride. It gets a little spooky at times. It's mostly just like a fun ride. So The Bride, it was made in the 80s, and it's got Sting. Oh. Yeah, and Sting plays Dr. Baron Chris Frankenstein. Oh. Or Charles. Dr. Baron Charles Frankenstein. Is this like young Frankenstein? No, this is like the bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Does he make Frankenstein? Is it established that he has a Frankenstein at the beginning of this movie? We're not allowed to call the monster Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein that has a Sting's monster? So Frankenstein is Sting. Not the monster Frankenstein. No. But he He's is Dr. Dr. Frankenstein. He's also a Baron. That's important uh -huh. too. So he's a baron, and he's a doctor, and he's Frankenstein, and he's already made the monster. Yeah. And the monster's, like, hanging out with him in his lab, like, helping him out. And he's, like, you know. Lonely. Mentally retarded and ugly. So you're like, oh, man, this guy, this is, like, the best job he's going to get, being, yeah. like, a lab assistant. Well, he was dead, too. Yeah, yeah. So the movie starts out, and you're like, okay, he made the monster. Later on, they're going to call him Victor. Okay. So Frankenstein's monster, Victor, he's hanging out with Sting in his laboratory. And Sting is bringing another dead body to life. This dead body is a lady. So he's got all the equipment running. They're lightning. And why is he, br is he bringing this lady to life for well, Victor? Or is yeah. he bringing him to life for himself? It's implied that he told Victor that he was going to make a bride for Victor. Did the he want a bride? I don't know if he wanted a bride. That's the thing. It's kind of like a white elephant. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm just happy helping Sting out in his lab. And the next thing you know... You got a bride. You got a bride. I'm okay. pretty sure he didn't, like, ask for the bride. But it sounds like Sting offered the bride. Okay. And so then Victor, the monster, was like, well... I wasn't asking for it, but you kind of offered it, so now I'm, like, expecting it. Got my hopes up. Exactly. And then you also have to think about Sting made this monster by sewing together different corpses. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, he got the arms and the hands and the legs and the neck and everything, but, like, he probably put a penis on him, too. 
Yeah. And like a nut sack. It might be like a different penis and a different nut sack from two different guys. Yeah, that 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 could be cause some trouble oh, later yeah. on. I think just as a matter of like, you know, I made a man, I'm God, and uh, I gave him a penis because I wanted to make sure I followed all the instructions and mm. true to the original. He wants corp corpse babies yeah. to help him out. The fact that he can't just have his monster Victor marry a regular human girl... There's probably something really wrong with his penis. <laughs> Victor's got a fucked up monster penis. That's for sure. Yeah. And the, he is not the victor when it comes to uh, penises. Yeah. In a penis competition, he's coming in last. I don't care whether it's aesthetics, size, function, what have you. He's not a winner here. It is a miracle, though. Yeah. That even that his penis actually is there, though. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget that. The miracle of life, the miracle of a working penis. Yeah. So Sting couldn't just have him get married to any old girl. Mm -hmm. He had to make a girl out of spare parts. You know, the arms and legs and whatever. We can probably infer that he stitched together a bunch of different vagina parts. Yeah, good the best. Yeah, we're talking about, like, outer labia from one girl... Inner labia from another dead girl. One clitoris. He's Double, like, maybe like a quad uh, ovaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he designed it to be, like, compatible with Victor's penis. Which doesn't work. No. Well, it's going to. Oh, when he sees this corpse. Oh, right? boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He made a monster that was into necrophilia? Well, he gave it the gift of life. It's not really necrophilia. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good ethical question. This is for uh, this is for Congress and lawyers to figure out. Yeah, yeah. This is the advanced stuff way beyond me. So this is the beginning of the movie. Sting's about to run the experiment and bring this dead girl to life who's got like a custom-built vagina. You know, the lightning bolts, the, the machinery, whatever. And she's uh, all wrapped up like a mummy. So she's alive. She's wriggling around. Victor comes over and he's like, hey, great. This is for me, right? Uh-huh. Because there's all this hype built yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And then Sting takes off the bandages on her face first because he wants to help her breathe or yeah. look around. So he takes them off. Turns out this girl is really smoking hot. Oh, beautiful oh, girl. Oh, man. Yeah. So Victor was like, at first he was excited, just like, I'm getting a piece. Yeah. Now he's like, this isn't just like your average girl. Wow. Oh, wow. I got to do some sit-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, got to work on my Instagram game. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I got to be the right one for her. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's really woke. Yeah, yeah, he's excited. But meanwhile, Sting, Sting was like, wah, wah, wee, wah. Yeah. Oh. Sting has a sudden change of heart when he yeah. sees how hot this chick is. I wouldn't say it was his heart. <laughs> So he goes, no, I'm going to keep this one. Oh, man. Yeah, Victor doesn't take that very well. Victor starts smashing. Dude, there are so many bodies out there. <laughs> right? He could just make another one. Is this where we figure out that it's really up to the bride who no. she falls? No. Oh. We don't find this out until the end of the movie. I'm ruining that for you right now. Oh. She's out of it. You know, she just came to life. She doesn't even really know how to yeah. talk. And so she's pretty groggy. She's not participating in this conversation about what to do with her as a piece of property. Mm -hmm. And Victor's like, he's got poor impulse control. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's, you know. He's up on that uh, scaffolding. 
Well, they're still at the ground level, I think. I don't oh, know. Okay. He wrecks up the whole lab. He's throwing a temper tantrum. Oh, man. And everything... He needs a piece. Yeah, Sting yeah, yeah. Sting needs to realize this guy really needs some. He's yeah. not Sting. No, he's got to blow off steam. Well, anyways, he wrecks the lab. Everything catches on fire. Oh, man. And uh, Sting manages to get the the dead girl out, but she's alive. And meanwhile, Victor, like, leaves through the back or something. So he runs away from home. He's like, well... I guess I'm done here. Gotta go make my fortune elsewhere. So he runs away from home. And then Sting gets the dead girl and he names her Eva. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So the rest of the like movie... Like Wally. Yeah. So the rest of the movie is uh, just taking turns between showing what Victor's doing and then they show what Eva's doing. Hmm. So first... And is she doing Sting? She never does Sting. Oh. Yeah. He's not really the kind of guy you'd want to do in this movie. He's kind Aww. of a creep. He hangs out with... Unlike in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can have sex for hours and he <laughs> brags about it. That's he, like very altruistic. Oh, yeah. Well, he had to build his wife a custom vagina so he could have <laughs> sex so long with it. Sting is hanging out with Eva and she wakes up and she's like, what am I? You know, because she's like a toddler, but she speaks mm. English. And he's like, you have amnesia. You're a regular person. You're definitely not stitched together from corpses. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. So he's got this plan. He's going to do this whole Flowers for Algernon slash My Fair Lady thing where he's going to... Oh, yeah. He's going to teach her how to... Be a lady. society. Yeah, he's going to get her educated to and, show... And there's no bet involved in this either. So this is just pure... There's kind of a bet. There's a bet? Oh. He's I... got his best friend. is this guy with a long ponytail. Oh, yeah. Hank... He, he needs a woman, too. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The ponytail guy hangs out with Sting at the castle sometimes, okay. and they, like, chit-chat so about... So he knows about the corpses, but he doesn't tell anyone. It doesn't seem to bother him. He's cool with it. Wow. He's a trusted confidant. Then there's a scene where Sting is hanging out with his best friend with the ponytail. Uh-huh. Tony. Yeah, yeah. And they're riding their horses, and they got their swords out. It looks like they've got cutlasses. So he's riding his horse really fast, and he's got this sword. And you're like, oh, what is he doing? One of Sting's servants is holding like a 15-foot pole. Oh. And at the end of the pole, he tied a dead crow to it. Oh, okay. And then Sting uses his sword to hit the dead crow off of the pole. Oh. That's like a game they play. Yeah. They didn't have Nintendo Wii. No, no. They just had dead crows on poles. That was a historically accurate thing. So Eva wakes up. He's like, Eva, I'm going to teach you how to be a, a real person, and it's going to be great. And she's like, okay, cool. All right, let's go back to Victor. Victor's walking down the road, and he runs into a little person. Oh, okay. And the little person's like, hey, where are you going? Victor doesn't know, you know. So Victor and the little person become friends. Good. And then he starts carrying the little guy around on his shoulders. Yes, as one does. Yeah, so they got this whole master blaster thing going. So then we go back to Sting and Eva, and she's wearing, like, a fancy dress. Oh, good. Because she's a lady now. Well, does she know how to dress herself? Sting has a lot of servants in the castle. Oh, okay. There's all these old ladies. There's too many people for him. Yeah, it feels like this is kind of like a public secret. Seems like, like the real Dr. Frankenstein was working with just, uh, Igor. just Igor. Yeah. This guy has... Igor, he has the Hunchback of Notre Dame. He has the Elephant Man helping out. Oh, he yeah. He has, uh, what's that kid's name from... Uh, Short Round. Short Round helping him. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. 
So Sting is hanging out with Eva, and he had one of his maids put her in a fancy dress, and he's teaching her how to eat chicken. So he's like, you got to use the fork and the knife. And she's like, chicken? And he's like, yeah, you eat it. Does she bite the head off of the chicken later? Uh, she never gets the opportunity because she never sees a real life chicken. She only sees cooked chickens. That's, that's all she's seeing. That's like a missed opportunity where later they're outside and she's like, what is that? Oh, don't worry, Sean. Don't worry. So she does bite a chicken's head off. She doesn't bite a chicken's head off, but something along those lines happens. Good. So she's eating chicken. She's learning about it. Meanwhile, Victor and the little guy, his name's Ronaldo. Ronaldo teaches Victor how to eat chicken. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They got like a campfire and I guess they found a chicken and killed it. Did he get him a nice dress as well? He did not get him a nice dress. Oh. But there is a scene where he he's a seamstress also and he fixes all of Victor's clothes. That's good. And he notices... And his that, limbs as well. No, but he notices that Victor has a lot of scars and he's oh. like, dang, you had a hard life. And then he says... Some scars are in the inside as well. <laughs> yeah, and then they sing a song about it. They're like, some scars are on the inside. Those are the ones that hurt the most. Dun, 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 dun. My dad died. <laughs> that scar is on the inside. You saw this movie too, I guess. I guess I did. Yeah. So they both learn how to eat chicken. <laughs> so then... Sting is hanging out with his friend who's got a ponytail, and he's like, oh, did you hit that yet? <laughs> he doesn't say that. Yeah, but, but he's like, he, he's Tony with the pony. He's oh, yeah, be, yeah. He's going to be like, uh, he's, he's the cool friend. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Sting is like, no, I respect her. She's going to be an equal to a man. And the uh -huh. ponytail guy goes, equal to a man? And Sting goes, yes, and I'm not just virtue signaling. I really mean it. <laughs> And then, meanwhile, Eva spins around really fast, and then they cut over to Victor, and Victor gets dizzy for no reason. So oh, you're like... so there's like a connect. Yeah, they got a psychic bond. So Victor's hanging How out... How that happened? They're two different corpses. Do they have the same... Uh, did she accidentally get uh, male parts? Well, that connect them. Or? They were they were both struck by lightning. That's how they came to life. Uh huh. People usually assume that like every lightning bolt's unique. This oh, is not it's the true. Same lightning bolt. There are five lightning bolts that are continually just you know thrown down at the earth. Okay, so they got the same one. Yeah, Zeus threw the same lightning bolt both times. Well, uh, Benjamin Franklin did he have this? Uh, was this a similar bolt? Is this like the scientific different. bolt for no, science? Different, that he has? different lightning bolt right. for Benjamin Franklin. That's right. I don't. What about the one in um, Back to the Future? Is no, that... that the Ben Franklin and the Back to the Future lightning bolt are the same lightning bolt. Okay, but. The lightning bolt that struck Johnny Five. What about the lightning bolt in the Gatorade logo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a fictional lightning bolt based on an amalgam of all the lightning oh, bolts okay. together. And then Johnny Five. Johnny Five from Short Circuit was struck by the same lightning bolt that struck Victor and Eva, Frankenstein's creations. Um, what about um, the lightning bolt that struck... Not Chi-Chi Rodriguez. There is a... <laughs> there is a... <laughs> The golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. About the lightning bolt. He's been hit several times. Right. He's been hit several times with several different lightning bolts. Uh-huh. I would assume, He's, yes. He's, like, had the sampling of lightning bolts. We should have him in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should ask him about what which lightning bolt he preferred. Yeah. 
So they got a psychic connection. And then uh, Ronaldo and Victor are hanging out. And, you know, we got to have a plan. And Victor's like, plan? And <laughs> Ronaldo lays it out for him. And he tells him he's like been around the world twice, but he's never been to Venice. And then he takes his necklace out. He's got a necklace on. And his necklace says the word Venice on it in big letters. <laughs> so you know he wants to go to Venice someday. Yeah, this is this is his cue where he's like, when your girlfriend's like, I don't know, maybe Venice someday. And then you yeah. take her to Venice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they sing the song. And he's like, oh, if I could go to Venice, I would get wet on the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would yeah. have to be a dentist <laughs> to not get some in Venice. So he's talking about how cool it's going to be. They're going to go to Venice and, you know, they're going to live off the fat of the land and Victor can pet the rabbits and all that. <laughs> First step of their plan, Victor goes into a church. Ooh, and that's he's like, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not going to be good because well, fire. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's it's during the day. There's no fire in the church. Yeah. What's his... Does he have an Achilles... Uh... He's afraid of fire. All right. Yeah, yeah. We all know he's the Frankenstein's monster is afraid of fire. That's sacrosanct. All right. So he goes in the church and he's like, hey, can I have some free food and money? Yeah. And the priest is like, no, what do you think this is? A church? Oh. Yeah. He's, and the priest goes on this whole rant. He's like, I can't stand it when poor people come in the church and ask for food and money. <sighs> the other thing is, Ronaldo's not there. Victor is carrying a burlap sack, and he's never carried a burlap sack well, before. I can only assume that he has tidings in there. They zoom in on the burlap sack, uh-huh. and while the priest is busy talking, you see like a Ronaldo cuts a hole from inside the sack. Oh, he didn't have one ready? Yeah, no. He... <laughs> <laughs> the priest is going to hear this. <laughs> It's like, why is your burlap sack sawing itself open? Well, this is like a scam. You think they would have, like, prepared this? This is like the Trojan horse's nutsack. (laughs) Yeah. So he's got the... It's, uh, it's giving itself a vasectomy yeah, yeah. on the inside. So the Trojan nut sack opens up. Yeah. And a little tiny hand comes out and he there's like a box full of money in the <laughs> church. right next to... <laughs> yeah. Well, Victor stood next to the box of money for some reason. Which he could have grabbed himself. Yeah. It's funnier when a little hand comes out of the nut sack. <laughs> I understand, how, you know, screenwriters. Yeah. So the hand comes out of the nut sack. Steals all the money out of the box, goes back in the nutsack, and then Victor leaves. Yeah. So now they got all this money. So they go to a bar, and they get drunk, and then everyone at the bar gets mad at them, even though they paid for their beer, and they yeah. run him out of town and throw him in the river. So do they have money still, or? They still got the money. All right. Yeah. Well, they have some of it. They spent some of it on beer. And then you go back to Sting and Eva. Mm-hmm. Eva's, like, sleepwalking. And Sting's hanging out in his living room by the fireplace. He's just like, you know, being weird. Yeah. And she comes downstairs and she's naked. Uh-oh. And you don't see her boobs, but you see her bush and it's pretty nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you did a pretty good job of... Uh, putting all of her pubic that. hairs yeah. in there. Did, did he hide the scars well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got no scars. Oh, Flawless. Man. Yeah. That would piss Victor off. What I'm guessing is, like, he probably stitched together all the parts. Yeah. You know, like... When he made Victor, he, like, stitched together the parts with the skin still on him. Yeah. This Eva, I'm pretty sure he stitched together all the, like, parts but not the skin. Ah. And then he got the skin from just one girl. 
So she probably has like a big slit on the back where yeah, like you yeah. put the skin around her. So she comes downstairs and Sting's like, oh man, she's not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. Like I didn't build a sleepwalking person. <laughs> yeah. So you can tell she's doing some weird stuff. Victor and Ronaldo are talking and Ronaldo's like, well, we got to go to Budapest. Okay. Yeah. Because so, they went to Venice. They didn't go to Venice. Well, that's like totally out of the way, right? No. Or is it? In it's just like they just walk down the street to Budapest. Oh, okay. Yeah. I should mention this movie takes place in Frankenstein's castle, which is just right outside of Budapest. Mm, but not close to Venice. No. So they walk over to Budapest and then you can see where they spent the whole film's budget. They got all these like historically accurate costumes everyone's wearing. They got all these historically accurate set pieces and... Then they go take in like a historically accurate puppet show and they go buy historically accurate toffee apples and they have this little adventure. Yeah. And then that's like 15 minutes and then they're like, okay, we're done with Budapest. And then they go to the circus. Okay. And the circus is in Venice? The circus is in Budapest. Oh. Why would you go to the circus if you're a little person and a corpse man? You know that's not going to be a favorable venue for you to be at. Correct. Because people are there for... Uh... Spectacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little guy's a trapeze artist. Oh, okay. So yeah, he works yeah, yeah. there. But we'll get back to that in a minute. He's like, hey, let me show you where I work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, Eva and Sting are hanging out, and he's teaching her about stuff. So he has yeah. to take her to the mausoleum to okay. teach her about death. Oh, okay. And That's he's a like, good place for it. He's like, you know, when people die, they don't ever come back to life again, not even if somebody stitches them together and, and yeah. hits them with a lightning bolt. And she's like, wow. And then, uh, then she sees a skull, and she's like, can I take this? And Sting says, no souvenirs. She's pretty mad. <laughs> we spent all our souvenir money in Budapest. <laughs> so she wakes up in the middle of the night and goes back to the mausoleum. because yeah, she like, wants that skull. Yeah, and she's also kind of like, I feel like I'm a dead person. I can't explain it, but yeah. I just feel dead. Meanwhile, Victor and Ronaldo go to the circus. See, that should have been the name of the movie. Yeah. Victor and Ronaldo go to the circus. <laughs> this should be where the movie starts. Yes. And then I'll tell you where it ends. Yeah, fun for all ages. <laughs> okay, so when Victor and Ronaldo go to the circus, what yeah. happens? And what's the plot of this movie? They go to the circus, and the circus is run by a, a guy with a Cockney accent. Uh, of course, yeah. And he doesn't like them, but he gives them jobs anyways. Oh. After he gives them jobs... He decides that he should uh, sabotage the Ronaldo's acrobat act so that he'll die and then they can keep Victor. So they're doing the circus and they're doing really well. They're actually the most, they're like the star of the show. Everybody loves to see uh, the, them do their thing. So go back to Eva and Sting. Sting goes to a fancy party at his aunt's house, Aunt Frankenstein. And there's all these fancy people there, and he brings Eva with him because he's like, hey, meet this girl I found that had amnesia and yeah. was always a real person. Yeah, n never dead. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because dead people can't be Talk. brought back to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has all these really smart opinions about Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. And everybody's like, wow, where'd you get all these smart opinions about Shakespeare? And she's like, I'm just a smart person. And then Sting kind of like pats himself on the back. So Eva's looking around the party. She's oh. not used to seeing all these like young people. Then she sees uh, a chicken. No, no. She sees this really hot guy. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You can tell by the look on her face, she's totally horny yeah. for him. He's so hot that it triggers every part of her vagina. Oh, yeah. And Sting's, like, way jealous. Uh-huh. Well, then a cat shows up. Uh-oh. There's, like, a cat at this party. Eva sees the cat and flips the fuck out. Yeah. She starts screaming. She's, like 
terrified, and Sting has to, like, get her out of there. He's like, not so smart anymore. Yeah, he's like, what was that about? You embarrassed me. And she's like, I thought it was a lion. Well, (laughs) I've never heard of cats, but I've heard of lions. Yeah, she knows about Shakespeare. Shakespeare has never written about a cat, right? Yeah, she knows about eating chicken. Yeah. But she doesn't know about cats. Well, that's a... Gross oversight on Sting's part. I'm blaming Sting. Yeah. Back to the circus. Victor and uh, Ronaldo, they're doing their thing. And then the leader of the circus sabotages Ronaldo's thing. So he mm-hmm. falls and dies. And then he has this five minute long death scene where he's like, I'm dying. Victor, you got to promise me you'll go to Venice. And he gives Victor the Venice necklace. And Victor, <laughs> Victor's like, Venice is your thing. I just want to do this corpse lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If she happens to be in Venice, yes. But I am done with you and your <laughs> trips to Budapest. And Yeah. So Victor's really upset. His best friend's dead. Yeah. And then he finds out that circus guy was the saboteur. Uh-oh. So he kills him as revenge. Yeah. And then everyone's mad at Victor. They're like, he's a murderer. Yeah. Which, I guess he's a murderer, but there was extenuating circumstances. Yeah. So he runs away from the circus. Usually you run away to the circus. Right. This is quite the dilemma that most people are like, hey. <laughs> this movie really subverts your expectations yeah. all the way through. You're like, dead people should stay dead. You should stay in the circus if you run away to the circus. If you have a friend with a ponytail, he's going to want to do your uh, corpse lady. Mm-hmm. And always wear a necklace of where you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Mine says, the bathroom. <laughs> That's our merch line now. Yeah, yeah, you um, can yeah, go, go to, to our, our store. Our store and you can have a uh... a big Venice <laughs> necklace or a big toilet necklace. Your choice. So he leaves the circus and then he goes back to uh Frankenstein's house with his necklace, yeah. Yeah, he walks back and he's just like hanging around the garden or whatever. Yeah. Eva shows up cuz she just rides her horse all day long. Yeah. So she rides her horse over and she sees this guy and she's like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's all nervous because he is in love with her. Yeah. But she doesn't know who he is. Yeah, she doesn't remember. Yeah. So he gives her the necklace that says Venice on it. Oh, dude, you just got that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give away, man. And she's like, oh, thanks. His corpse is like not even cold yet. No, no, no. The death is six minutes, actually. (laughs) And Victor has already left and given away the thing. Yeah. So he gives her the necklace. Then she's like, thanks. And she leaves. And then he wanders off and he goes and finds a traveling merchant And he buys some, like, shitty costume jewelry. And he's going to give it to Eva because it's going to show her how much he loves her. He goes back to the castle and he starts climbing up the wall. And he's going to, like, peek in her bedroom. And she's, like, getting dressed. So he's, like, looking in the window while she's getting dressed. Oh, man. And then the maid is like, well, now that all your clothes are on, don't forget to put on your fancy necklace. And the maid gives her this beautiful necklace. Like, way better than that piece of shit that he bought. Yeah. So Victor is like, well... I got to rethink this. Yeah. So he climbs back down the wall and then he goes and he throws the necklace in the river. Oh, yeah. Then he walks back to Budapest. Meanwhile, so Sting's having his fancy ball. Everyone's there and they're having a good time. One of his servants brings out a snow globe. Ooh. And the snow globe's filled with glitter. 
So he shakes it up and glitters like in the snow globe and everyone's like, ooh. And he's like, this is a big day for him because earlier he got to knock the crow off the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's showing up the <laughs> snow globe. This is hot stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, the snow globe has glitter in it. And uh-huh. then at that moment... All this glitter falls from the ceiling and everyone's ooh, covered with glitter. Wow. And everyone's like, ooh, glitter. Well, what about the chicken? There's no chicken allowed at this party. Oh. It was a no chickens uh, sign out front. Well, that's but, good. The glitter would have gotten all over that chicken. Yeah. So the party's winding down and Sting's like walking around just like, and everyone's, all the couples are like making out in dark corners because, you know. Sting's like, I have not been stung yet by, uh. By the love beetle. Yeah. So he walks over and he sees Eva and she's making out with that hot guy she was horny for. What? Yeah, yeah. Sting's like, mm-mm. But he doesn't say anything. He wants yeah. to be cool about it. I'm not bothered by this. Yeah. But you can tell. He's, he's bothered. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then Victor, he goes back to Budapest and he's walking around. And the circus guy sees Victor. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's the guy who murdered my friend who sabotaged Ronaldo. Yeah. So the circus guy goes to the mayor of Budapest. <laughs> he's been bribing him. And, yeah. yeah. Well, the mayor likes the circus. <laughs> so he's like, hey, it's the middle of night. Get out of your pajamas. And we got to go arrest this guy who killed my friend. The mayor's like, well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So they go and they, they have a chase scene. They chase Victor around the streets of Budapest in midnight. And then they catch him and they lock him up in jail. And they chain him to the wall. And that's like the end of that, right? Yeah. So Victor's in jail. Well, it seems to me like he could just rip those chains out. Because well, then we established that he's strong as Frankenstein. He's very strong. He's afraid of fire. He's afraid of fire. He doesn't have any reason to want to break uh, out. He's like, mm. He's given up. Because he can't buy fancy jewelry for the hot chick. And his friend died and he gave away his friend's Venice necklace. So he's well, just like... I think... Both him and Sting should get together. Yeah. Because they're both having the same kind of problems. They are. They could relate. Same girl. Yeah. Some other guy she's going after. Exactly. Well, anyways, he's locked up in jail. So the girl, Eva, sneaks out of her house to go visit the hot guy. Uh Uh-huh. Because she's like, she's ready to give it up. Yeah. So she goes to the hot guy's house and they're making out and he like really sensually unbuckles her cloak. Oh, and wow. then lays her down on the bed. Those cloaks are hard, too. I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. I had problems with just, like, buttons and bras. But, uh, like, back then, it was a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, just start with the cloak. So she's laid on the bed, and she's definitely aroused at this point. Yeah. And then Sting bursts into the room. Oh, no. Yeah, and he's like, what are you doing with my girl? And the hot guy's like, I didn't know it was your girl. And then the girl says, I'm not anybody's girl. And then Sting goes, you're definitely somebody's girl, and that somebody is me. And then she goes, you're nobody as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no. And then she runs away. That one guy's just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. He's sting now with his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, we both have raging erections, so we might as well do something with them because neither one of us want to get blue balls, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and it's not gay because we're both thinking about that girl, so... I think that this is something we don't have to tell anybody about. Yeah, we could even cut it from the film. Yeah, but you know it happened. Yeah, but they definitely, yeah. Yeah, they don't show it, but you know that they have sex. And, and while this is happening, pans over to the window and the ponytail guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like nodding. He's like, yeah. And he's like, hmm. While Sting is having sex with the hot guy, we assume... 
Uh, this gives Eva plenty of time to go back home and lock herself in her room. Yeah. So she's locked in her room. She's pretty upset. So she no longer likes this guy that she was hot for? I guess. I think like Sting that... cock blocked her, so she's just embarrassed. Yeah. She's embarrassed because her dad showed up. Yeah. You're not attracted to somebody who teaches you how to eat chicken. That's the moral <laughs> of this story. <laughs> That's why I'm not getting it. <laughs> Every day I go on, I say, all right, let's, <laughs> let's get a chicken out here. I know I'm vegetarian, but first you slice off the gonads. Yeah. So Sting goes back to his house because he's done with the hot guy. And he's like, hey, I got to tell you something. Uh... I stitched you together from a bunch of dead bodies. And Eva says, no, that's not true. Yeah, you told me that's not a thing. Yeah, well, Sting goes and gets his diary out. Uh -oh. And he says, see in my diary where I said I stitched you together from a bunch of dead bodies? And she goes, oh, that can't be faked. Yeah. The diary is a sacred testament to your life. Yeah, she gets it. <laughs> they get into a fight. So he's getting ready to beat her up. Then at this moment, Victor... Has like a psychic realization that... Yeah, their connection by lightning. Yeah, Eva's... The, the Lee Trevino link. Yeah. Victor's like, hey, something bad's gonna happen to Eva, so I gotta break out of here. So he breaks out of jail, and then he gets on a horse. And he rides the horse, even though he doesn't know how to ride horses. Well, the horse just instinctively knows that something is happening to a corpse lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horse is like, I gotta see this. <laughs> I can't wait to tell my friends about this. Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this corpse jumps on me. He's in this other corpse. And Sting is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets on the horse and he rides back to Frankenstein's castle. And he like, Sting's about to beat up the girl and like, you know, God knows what else. Yeah. Probably give her a tattoo or something. Or draw a mustache on her face <laughs> with a Sharpie pen. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Fortunately... Victor breaks into the room and is like, hey. And is he on the horse still? Or? The horse, I think the horse is gone. Oh. So either the horse died of exhaustion because Victor's pretty heavy. Yeah. Or the horse dropped him off like outside of the castle and was like, look, this is as far as we go together. I got to go meet up with my friends and tell them this funny story. So Victor breaks into the room and he's like, don't beat up Eva. And Sting's like, oh, yeah. Well, I got something you're afraid of. Uh-oh. And he goes into the fireplace and he pulls out a Duraflame log. Oh, I thought he was going to get a cat. Yeah. <laughs> no, Eva's afraid of cats. I'm pretty sure Victor likes cats. See, that he... could have been a good way to humanize him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show him, like... Give him a good cat. Petting a cat. They're and... like, we'll let this little person be the cat. <laughs> Sting has fire now. And mm. Victor's afraid of the fire. Yeah. So Sting starts chasing Victor around the castle. <laughs> With fire. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> so Victor goes down to where the laboratory used to be. Uh-oh. But Sting put up a brick wall. Oh, no. So Victor's all confused. He's like, I don't remember there being yeah, a brick wall. Yeah, there was a brick wall here. Yeah, and I it don't... really hit a brick wall. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, Victor suddenly doesn't do well with brick walls. Yeah. So Sting comes down there, and he's got the fire. And he's like, well, this is it. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Victor. fire. Yeah, yeah. And Victor's like, oh, well, I guess I better break through this brick wall. And then they go climb up the tower. Sting's still chasing him with the fire. He mm -hmm. really wants to drive this home. So they get up on top of the tower. Now Victor's like, well, I got nowhere else to run, so I'm going to start fighting because I'm brave and I love Eva and all that stuff. Yeah, no. It's still scary. Love stronger than fire. Fire. 
Yeah. yeah. Victor throws Sting off the tower and he falls to his death. Oh, no. So he goes back in Eva's room and Eva's like, thank you for rescuing me. Uh, I love you. Let's run away together. Maybe we should go to... Uh, and then she pulls the necklace out. Ooh. And she goes, how about Venice? And he's like... That's not my thing. I thought I talked about this earlier with the little guy. Yeah, Venice yeah, yeah. is not my thing. I do appreciate you were wearing my shitty Venice necklace this the whole time. Yeah, even yeah. Even though it's not really my shitty Venice necklace. You should be getting with the little guy right now. I can find his corpse. We can hook him together with Sting. Oh, yeah. We can bring him back to life. Yeah. lightning bolts. No. Well, the next scene, Victor and Eva are on a gondola in Venice and the sun's setting. Ronaldo is superimposed over that because <laughs> he's like a ghost and he's like in heaven. He's yeah. like, always follow my dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes, the end. Yeah. Now it's the part of the podcast where we start reviewing movies. So let's see if I can get this thing. Well, this is scary. Quite a spread here. Okay, so this guy's got balloons and it's a this haunted house. There's an episode of Wishbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's got the Asian guy who's always funny. The, oh, is this Goosebumps? And then they're at the Halloween display section at Target and all the costumes come to life. This is probably Goosebumps. Oh, it's Goosebumps. So here's a movie for nostalgic 90s kids. Who hopefully have kids of their own. Yeah, and uh, impressionable millennials who want to uh, imitate oh, 90s kids. Why are gummy bears in this? Uh, uh, I guess they're candy. Yeah, so there's a gummy bear scene. All right, now here's now, a... Well... Goosebumps. I, I, I don't think I got any goosebumps. No. Nope. In fact, I got, like, goose divots. <laughs> the movie, if you're a 90s kid or you like to pretend like you are one on the internet... Great movie. Real 90s kids. Yeah, yeah. Like only... the real Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. If this you... is going to cause quite the division in the Goosebumps uh, community, I think. Especially because they're adding a lot of non-canon information. Yeah. For example, the Living Gummy Bears. Yeah. I'm not aware of a Living Gummy Bears R.L. Stein book. Please correct me if I'm wrong. You know, they were hoping that the gummy bears were going to be like the next minions. Yeah, and then they could uh, sell gummy bears. Oh, yeah. Goosebump brand Yeah, you buy bears. gummy bears, but the package says that they're from Goosebumps. And there's like a sassy gummy bear who's like, <laughs> I don't think so. And then there's a classy gummy bear who's like, I don't think so. And then there's like a gummy bear that's just like, I don't think so. <laughs> and then the other gummy bear goes... You never think so. And they all laugh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now I like this movie. I like again. this franchise. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, the gummy bears... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...have to uh, find the secret to um, how they're made. Yeah. They end up in a slaughterhouse. Uh-oh. <laughs> they find uh, where the bones of the slaughtered animals are stewed into the <laughs> gelatin. Does that mean that gummy bears and skeletons are distant relatives? Totally, yeah. That's why in this movie there's no skeletons. Or there's a scene where the gummy bears are like, hey, uh, help me out. And the skeleton's like, no prob, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, and they give each other a high five. Yeah. You're my bony brony, Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, now we got a Mars Vista. All right, this some... guy. Romancematch.com. This guy prints out his emails, so that tells you everything to know about him right off the <laughs> yeah, bat. Yeah, he, he should not be on this website. Yeah, he prints out his emails, and then he takes a big pen, and he underlines the part that says... Single professionals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, matchmaking site. Peter has a Yahoo.com email address in 2017, and he prints out his emails and then writes on them. Let's see what else happens. Dating site? I don't uh, meets a hot girl gone. with bangs. Oh no, she's not that hot. She's moving not hot. I think it's real a life sister. hot. But no promises. Uh, his oh. sister told him to get on Romance Match. Oh, now she's doing all the work? Yeah, she's like his pimp. Okay. So well, is, is she going to end up falling in love? So if a girl sent me a message, because I'm on the dating apps, it yeah, says, yeah. Hi Peter, my name is Alexis. I saw your profile and, well, I liked what I saw. Care to say hello? This is very vague. This is a bot. I'd be like, yeah, that's a bot. So he got a message from a bot and his sister's really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, she doesn't know. Her name is Alexis and she's hot too. <laughs> she a robot? feeling about her. Probably. I'm Peter and you must be Alexis. I must be. She must be Alexis. <sighs> it was love at first sight. She must be. Educated woman like yourself. Who's that? Surgeon. It's hard to believe you're not attached. All right. She's a surgeon and she's smart and she wants to date this. Must guy. be gastrointestinal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I was just saving myself with someone like you, Peter. Oh, now she's uh, going to have sex with him. With his Peter? Oh, yeah. Well, something's going to go wrong. Oh, is she an alien? I believe, and I think I speak for Peter too, that this is a start of something really, really special. All right, so now she's speaking for Peter. Uh-huh. They, I don't know how long they've been dating, but she feels like they've been together long enough that she can start speaking for him. Yeah, well, it's the sister's fault printing out that thing and giving it to Peter. You know, some men and some women feel like you never reach a point in your relationship where you can speak for the other person mm. unless you uh, get laryngitis. Just met her last time you actually Idea to begin with. <laughs> All right, so he's telling his sister that he's his own man, but yeah. really he's not. Do they live together? Looks like it. Uh oh, she's not what she's seen. What is all of this? I think we should speak. You're hurting me. I know things seem to be going a little fast. She hurts the sister. So this girl's really into your brother. You should be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you should date someone now. Are you insane? You just met my dad. You're taking over his life. Oh, it's his daughter. So the daughter hooked her dad up with a girl who's the same age as the daughter. Yeah, and, and the daughter should not be printing out things. She's too young for printing out things. She should have taken a screenshot and then sent it to him. And then the dad say, I don't know how to open up this file. Yeah. And she says, you don't have to because you're on a dating site now. I'm going to match you up with some girl that's going to break my arm. And clearly the dating profile said she was 30. Why would you set up your... 54-year-old father with a 30-year-old girl. This is Cinderella. Yeah, there's problems here. Fine. Schizophrenia is what they tell us. Dad, you have to listen to me, okay? Lexi is crazy. Okay, so she has schizophrenia, which is bad. Stay away from her. I'm not going to let you or any other woman get in the way of what I want and what I deserve. Well, now he's got a knife. See, this is overestimating real schizophrenia. No! Oh, no. It's a dangerous... <laughs> A-D-D. -D. The movie's called A Dangerous Date. Wow. <laughs> and it's got David Chocacci. 
If you want your daughter to hook you up with a hot chick off of OkCupid or Tinder or what have you, this is a great movie to see. If you think it would be really sexy to go on one date with a guy and then stab him to death. What's great about this guy? And kill his daughter. If well, you're schizophrenic, you're Wesley Willis. You're on a bus talking to demons. You're yeah. not dating people and... Being a surgeon? Yeah. She's a surgeon. <laughs> she's with schizophrenia? <laughs> and she wants to murder? And if she's a surgeon, she's not going to use a big old kitchen knife to kill somebody. Yeah, she has some cool blades. Yeah, she's got she... scalpels. Yeah. Huge suspension of disbelief. We're going to give it a, a one out of uh, 1,000. Next trailer. All right, there's somebody's eyeball. And it's gross. Oh, now they're hugging. Your husband stole $2 million from me. Oh, another money movie. Yeah. This is about my life. All right, so... About his life. And $2 million. Apparently his life was worth $2 million. Oh. This some, is about my life. Those are some right. heavy bags, too. It's really about his life. Oh, shit, the police! Because it's about my life. <laughs> <laughs> what is this about? I think it's about his wife? I think it's about $2 million. That becomes about yours. Alright, the SWAT team's shooting and the thing oh, blew up. Is he a Terminator? Yeah. She's crying because the two million dollars she didn't her husband's got it, but she doesn't got it. And now there's a funeral. The funeral's for her husband. And I'll bet he died and then the two million dollars he like buried it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Your family's been involved in Harry's life for many years. Alright. Yeah, we gotta get that $2 million back. Cries again. It's a, but it's about his life. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's another funeral. Now the ladies. Yeah, there's three ladies. And I'll bet all of their husbands stole $2 million each. And they're dead. So these ladies got a sisterhood. My husband left me the plans for his Oh, she put gloves on. And she looked at a blueprint. She's got a plan. An old white man. Don't trust him. Mitt Romney's in it. In November. Guns? From where? Guns? She's just pointing that gun at her face. Yeah, you know, having a gun only really escalates the situation. Yeah. I didn't just sit there and take it. Oh. I did something. Well, I guess if you have a gun, you're not going to sit there and take it. You wear a mask. Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off. <gasps> hey. Can you believe that no one thinks that women have balls? <laughs> yeah. Well, set them straight. <laughs> Widows. <laughs> the movie's called Widows. <laughs> and the, the main lady her. is a black widow. You can't say that. Only spiders are allowed to say that. All right. I think that was enough trailers for one day. All right. Well, thank you for listening and uh... tune in next time. We don't have any opinions about where to get your audiobooks or buy your mattresses or send emails. But maybe someday we will. Well, what about your internet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on the internet. With your website. And make your website. And make a website about how you're going to send money to our Patreon once we set it up. Yeah. Thanks again. Have a great day. And, uh... We'll see you at the movie. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. And also... Don't forget to use your turn signals. <laughs>